Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a football Friday, and welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Eagles-Cowboy week, man, right? Saturday night, baby. Let's get it on. Let's get it on, baby. Let's get it on here. You know, I was just having a conversation with Xander, and I, I was asked this question about, Philadelphia Eagle fans and Philadelphia sports fans in general today. I, so, I One of my friends, I, I did a podcast um, on his um, network, and he asked me a question. And I, it, it was basically, it's, I was Adam Caroli. I was talking to Adam Caroli. And he goes like this. He goes, so I see you're doing a lot of work in Philly. I go, yeah. He goes, man, they boo their fans. They boo their players a lot. Those fans boo everybody. And they're quick to boo. And I was just talking to Xander. I go like this. I go, hey, what are you making McNabb? He goes, hey, man, how many Super Bowls this guy win? And Donovan's a good player. He's right, though. He's not wrong. You're gauged on that trophy you win, especially when you're that position or a head coach, right? I go, well, he got the team to the NFC champ. I don't care. How many Super Bowls did he win? At the end of the day, that's what you're gauged on. Winning that Vince Lombardi trophy. You think Philadelphia sports fans, you think you guys are too impatient with your athletes and you yank their chain too quick? Boo them. You guys think, you, you, do you think you're too harsh on your players? Do you know what my response was? I went, no. It's part of the deal. When you sign a professional contract and you suck, 
You should hear it. Nothing personal, guy. But I come here to support my, my football team, my basketball team, my hockey team, my baseball team, whatever. I pay money for these tickets, not to see you suck ass. I want to see you perform here. Nothing personal again. This ain't personal. I think that's what people get. And I think this is where you guys get a bad reputation for being Philadelphia Eagle or Philadelphia sports fans. Is that I think the outside world thinks that you guys are too personal. Same thing what's going on with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland right now. Browns fans just want a winner. They got a great roster and they got a shitty quarterback. And they don't know how to get away from it. They don't know if he's the guy. They don't know how they're going to handle that quarterback situation. Was he really hurt in the second half of the season? People are debating it. That's a passionate fan base, too. I don't have a problem with any of that. But you see, we live in a snowflake society today that if you have any criticism of anybody, it's either racist or you're an asshole. That's not the case in sports. You can't take what the lamestream media does to politicians or actors and actresses and apply it to sports figures. You see, because sports fans are Republicans, Democrats, and independents also. But we're all in it together, rooting for one cause, civic pride, which is your teens. I'm starting to get who you guys are. Just show up and play hard, dog. And let the chips fall where they may, right? Let the chips fall where they may. Hey, Sills, we love our players. Check out Jerome with his arm around me. We love Jerome. I'll always remember him. That big, beautiful smile. Actar, man. That's awesome. Do me a favor. Can you please do me a favor, Actar? Post that on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Please do that. Jeffrey, I'd love to see this football team end up with 10 wins. I would so love to see the Eagles end up with 10 wins. By the way, you saw the sign there. Please hit the like button, guys. I got some topics to throw at you here. I'm going to read all your comments here in a minute. But, hey, okay, it is a football Friday. We're going to go around the National Football League, and I can't wait for Saturday night. I'm with you, dude. Jeffrey, I'd love to see the Eagles win 10 ball games. okay? So hang in there with me, guys. Hit that like button for me. You know, we've had a debate all year long of whether or not the Jalen Hurts was the future of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? We've, we, we had it all year long. Multiple topics, multiple conversations, multiple guests going one way or the other on him. I think it's been pretty 50-50. A lot of people like to see a little more. Some people are sold. I'm pretty sold on him. Here, I said it. I'm pretty sold on him. I'm still not 100%, okay? I'm still pretty sold on him. Wow, do I sit on a fence there with that? Well, let's apply that same conversation to another guy on the Eagles. Do you think Nick Sirianni's the long-term answer at head coach for the Eagles? When you look at him, do you see the same upside you saw with Doug Peterson? Or maybe you didn't like Doug Peterson's hiring at the beginning. I know just from covering your team from 30,000 feet, 
I think I remember when Doug Peterson was hired as the Eagles head coach, I think the majority of the Philadelphia Eagle fans and Philadelphia sports fans shit on that hire. Am I wrong when I say that? Am I wrong when I say that, right? You, I, I don't think you guys were all sold on Doug Peterson when you guys hired him as head coach. Is Nick Sirianni the long-term answer for the Eagles at head coach? He was tutored under Frank Wright. Okay? Philiopolis said, I hated the Doug hire initially. King says, I'm sold. Since they, they, they drafted him. Okay, that's on Jalen. Bobby says, too early on Sirianni. Hemgo goes like this. Eight and eight first season. Had people wheezing. Yeah, but how about this season? This guy won nine ball games in his first year as a rookie head coach. Sydney says, smash mouth football, baby. Like Giants with OC and Justin Tuck. I love that style of football because you know why? It's bully football. But a Sirianni, your guy. King says I'm sold on Sirianni. I don't follow emotions. That means you're a realist. Emotions get the best of you at times, and sometimes it's a plus and it's a negative. Trust me when I tell you. Ken says I'm in. Bryant says 14 teams are home wishing they had, you know, no K and Jalen. Alexander says Doug had a veteran D.C. help him out. Jim Schwartz. He could stay for now, Chris says. Oh, okay. Eric says Nick seems to know how to deal with Howie and the owner of the Eagles. Very important. Eric. I told you this, and you're a good, attentive listener. I think Frank told Nick Sirianni, you want the Eagles job? You've got to manage the owner and Howie Roseman. You've got to make them feel like they're part of the game. That's the one thing Doug had a problem with. That's the thing Jimmy Johnson had a problem with when it came to Jerry Jones. Stone says Doug didn't even call the Philly special. Matt Hatter says I'm sold on Nick. I am too. You know why? Can I tell you the most important thing for me that sold me on Nick Sirianni? Nick Sirianni, to me, listens to his players. And then he listens to the room. Then he sees the room. Then he understands his personnel. In my, in my opinion, Nick Sirianni is a modern-day head coach that all organizations are looking for. Because you know why? More so than ever, front offices are involved in the day-to-day operations and the day-to-day approach to a game and to a team than ever before. Remember, it used to just be the head coach. You think anybody was going to get in front of Buddy Ryan when he was running the Eagles? Honestly, guys, right? Nobody's going to get in front of Buddy Ryan. Nobody's going to tell Buddy Ryan how to run his football team. Nobody was going to tell Dick Vermeil how to run his football team. You know, they tried to do it to Andy, but Andy had so much success, they weren't going to tell Andy Reid how to run his football team. 
there late some of the dynamics that ended up getting Andy Reid shipped out of town was because Andy didn't want a lot of the front office say inside the team. Sydney says this Sirianni Italian. What do you think? He ain't Irish, I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, leave the gun, grab the cannolis. What do you think he is? Sirianni. That ain't Irish guy. You're not going to see a Sirianni in Hell's Kitchen anywhere or in South Philly. <laughs> Stone says Doug was a puppet until we won the Super Bowl. Then he tried to assert himself. I think that's exactly what Seth Joyner said. Hey, by the way, John McMullen will join us at the bottom of the hour. I want to know what the Eagles' approach is going to be this coming weekend against Dallas. Are they going to play their dudes? Are they not going to play their dudes? Is Gardner Minshew going to start? What's up? I'd like to win 10 ball games, though, man. Just like Jeff said. Sirianni, Angelo Cadaldi voice. <laughs> oh, I've always wanted an Italian coach. Well, you got him. And, and, hey, and now you have an Italian host. Hey, Bona Fortuna, how you doing? Siriano, meatball hoagie. Chris, only a dude from the East Coast calls it hoagies and not wedges. Thank you. Wedges. I'm like, what's a wedge? <laughs> what's a wedge? <laughs> a wedge. <laughs> hey, Sills, you want a wedge? No. Is that like something up my rear end or something? Oh, that's wedgie. Ugh. Huh. Big Chris Goomba, yeah. Hey, Goomba Sirianni. Fredo, I know it was you. That must have been what was going on in that Eagle organization at the very end. Doug Peterson going over to Howie. Howie, I know it was you. You broke my heart. I knew it was you. <laughs> hey, Stone, right? Wedge, I don't know. I heard people out west saying wedge. I was like, what the hell is a wedge? <laughs> Cowboys and Eagles. Okay. Who wins the game? Hey, by the way, I want to throw a stat at you. And you, you, you know, hey, you know what Xander said to me too when I read these stats? Well, wait a minute, man. You can't start flip flopping on Jalen. I'm not flip flopping on anything. I'm not flip flopping. I'm just going to make a point to you. So Jalen Hurts is 28th in passing yards in the league, in quarterbacks. He's 26th in completion percentage. What do you make it at? Big Z goes like this. We can't, you know, numbers. I, I'm, I'm, I get it. The only number I care about is nine. Got nine wins your first year, Pro Bowl alternate. Yeah, I mean, all right. You know, I mean. I'm not sure what else you want him to do. Win the MVP award? I think that's a reach. Okay? Grinder. <laughs> Wedge. <laughs> oh, God. Don't worry. Monday night, we'll get a whole boatload of Xander Monday night. Good night. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bama by 10. <laughs> Those stats I threw at you. 28 to pass percentage. 
Anything? You 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 think Howie and the owner of the Eagles look at that? Think they look at that number? What do you think they think? We suck that bad in passing. Eagles suck in passing. Okay? You do everything else great. But if you go back to the 2001 Patriots, they weren't a prolific passing team. Ran the ball, played defense. If you go back to Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl, they weren't a prolific offense throwing the ball. Ran the ball with Bettis, played defense. Let those quarterbacks mature, get better. Worked on their arm strength. Worked on the accuracy. Right? Matt Hatter says over the last three weeks he's been the top quarterback. Eh, okay. Bring on the Bucks, Bobby says. It's first year, big dog. True. Josh Allen sucked in his first year starting with the Bills, right? Big Chris says, unfortunately, passing falls on the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, look, you guys are – you know what sucks, too? You don't think rolling out Jalen Rieger every week kills him, too, in the passing game? Why do you keep rolling that guy out? Why not put Quez out there? Quez is more productive. I mean, it's almost like the same stuff that's going on in Dallas with Tony, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's the better back than Zeke right now. But still, guess who starts the game? It's Zeke because he gets the money and he's Zeke. It's the same thing in Philly with, with Rager. Keep putting that dude out there. And he's not productive. And the guy who plays the majority of the snaps is, is Quez. And he, I, I just don't know why you keep doing it. It's almost like you're fighting yourself. You don't think that has to play a little bit into passing numbers too? You're basically playing with a rookie wide receiver who's learning how to be a wide receiver. And you're playing with a quarterback who's learning how to play the position. You have no possession wide out. You're not very deep at the position. You think you are. That white, hey, by the way, guys, can I, can I make an um, observation too? That white side kid sucks. Am I right? That white sick kid, he sucks. I met him when he was at, I think that's the Stanford kid. Is, am I right when I'm saying that? Is that the Stanford kid? Because if that's the Stanford kid, I met him when I was out in Los Angeles at the Pac-12 meetings. And if that's the Stanford kid, I didn't think shit of him when he was at Stanford. That kid's not good. Watch this. You, so you, you got Jalen Rager, and who I think is a one, and this Whiteside kid, probably a little better, too. And then you got Devontae Smith. And you got a very overachieving uh, Quez Watkins. The rest of those guys are garbage. Your wide receiving core is not very good if you really – watch this. And I know you love Devontae, but let's take Devontae. The rest of them suck. They're not very, it's not a very good group. And to be more to the point, I'll tell you something else they got to clean up, right, guys? Here's something that's got to be vital to this. Well, if you're going to be a running attack, your wide receivers have to knock the shit out of people down the field. You got to hit safeties and strong and free safeties down the line, right? One of the reasons why Tennessee is so dominant 
you got dominant blocking wide receivers. Julio Jones knocks people out. That kid Brown, also on the other side, I know they've been injured, but when they're on the field and there's a running game going and you got Derrick Henry back there, you got and that monster old line they have, that's a big fucking team. That's an intimidating team, especially when you have wideouts knocking you out. You think somebody like Odell Beckham's going to knock somebody out in a run game? Absolutely not. Dallas doesn't have it either. One of the things that made Michael Irvin so special and maybe even more special than what Jerry Rice was, Michael Irvin would be in the run game and knock people out in the run game. Why do you think Emma Smith was the all-time leading rusher? Was it just the O-line? The wideouts blocked in that offense. Whiteouts don't block today. They're divas. They don't want to do any of that. Look at Randy Moss. Every time the play was away from him, he took the freaking playoff. Great running attacks have great wide receivers that block down the field. You just can't rely on Jason Kelsey getting up on a third level all the time. You got to have your wideouts knocking people out. Keyshawn Johnson's smile was a tremendous blocker. Not decent. Not decent, man. He could hit people down the field, and he learned how to do it under John Gruden more. They need to get people in that. If you're going to have the identity. See, this is why I know this. This Allen Robinson stuff, don't do that, guys. That's not who you need. That's not who you need. You need somebody that's dynamic as a blocker and is effective in catching. Because if you're going to have that style of football where you're running the ball, everybody has got to be willing to do the dirty work to get their hands dirty and jump in it. You can't have that group. The Eagles have a horrible group of wideouts. Let Watkins improve. Let him keep maturing. But you got a guy there that's a stiff. Mike Williams would be great. Renfro is another Renfro's another wideout that I don't. This football team doesn't need Cooper Cup if you're going to stick with Devontae Smith. You need somebody that's going to knock guys out in the run game. See, this is the conflict you have. Here's your conflict. I want to get Allen Robinson. I want to get Renfro, Hunter Renfro. I, I, I want somebody like Cooper Cup. That's not who you are, man. That is going after people that don't fit the puzzle. You're putting a puzzle together here, guys. Okay? That's right, Muhammad. That exactly explains the numbers for Hertz. Those passing numbers are hurt because of who you have or don't have. It completely... You See, when somebody from the national media burks out 28th in passing yards and 26th in completion percentage... Well, look who the fuck he's throwing to. Outside of Devontae Smith, and I'm not counting the tight end as wideouts. And by the way, he's got to do a better job. He, he's got to do a better job. You've got to have somebody out there that is going to be vested in wanting to be part of what's being built here. Matt Hatter says, Wentz's first full season he was 79, 62% passing, 37, 82, 16, and 14, 150 rushing. Hurts, 8 and 7, 61% passing, 31, 90, 
16, 9, and 780 yards. Okay. So you're saying he's got more upside than Carson Wentz does. They may end up having the same type of careers. Philiopolis, Juju, Juju is another one of those guys. When asked to be the number one guy after AB left, he couldn't do it. We don't have a second tight end. I'd love to have Hunter Renfro. Or what, what was that kid's name? That was, am I right when I say Hunter Renfro? Who's the guy's name? Who's the who's the tight end that was in um, Los Angeles with the Chargers? I think he's in New England now. Move Quest to slot. Is is he big enough? Well, no, you don't have to be a big dude to play in the slot, do you? Hunter Henry. Thank you, Frank. Hunter Henry. I like him. I'd like to have a guy like that on my football team. I think Hunter Henry is actually better than Dallas Goddard. I think he's got better hands. I think Hunter Henry with a better quarterback or a guy that's going to end up being um, a little bit better than Mac Jones. Hunter Henry's a good football player. I watched him play with the Chargers, and I covered him. He can play, dude. Jason, thanks, brother. Yeah, Hunter Renfro is a kid from Clemson. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, 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 Philiopolis. I know he's in New England. Paul, appreciate you coming aboard here on this Football Friday. Yeah, he's in New England, man. Chris, he's got to catch the ball better, though. He's a better blocking tight end than Zach Ertz. But look at your look at your attack and what you have right now. I mean, last year, Carson Wentz didn't have shit to throw to at the end of the year. I'm not making excuses up, but let's see what you have now. Okay? Devontae's going to be a ball player. He is. He's going to be a ball player. The rest of these guys, they're dudes. And not very good. I think Watkins has a chance. I think he's got a chance to be somebody decent. I don't know. Cole Beasley, like that, he could be somebody like a Cole Beasley. I think Cole Beasley's very productive in Buffalo. I think he could be like that. But you need a possession wideout that knocks guys out when the run game. You don't need another speed guy on that team. Not when you're building from your old line and that's going to be your approach where you're just going to be a bully. You know what I'm saying? All right, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. We're going to catch up with John McMullen. I want to know what the game plan is for the Eagles this uh, Saturday versus the Cowboys. John's one of the most plugged-in people I have ever seen in Philadelphia and in NFL history when it comes to covering a team. People go to him all the time. I go to him now all the time. So we're going to catch up with him. We'll talk a little bit more about Eagles and Cowboys. Hit the like button. Keep it here on a football Friday. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show, Dan Cilio, John McMullen, our very own John McMullen will join us here in a couple of minutes. Want to know what the plan is? I saw John going back and forth with some people on social media, and he was saying that Howie Roseman is a top five executive. Um, we'll talk about that, okay? Because I'll tell you what, and I've said this to you guys, I think he's had a hell of a season myself. I mean, Hey, look, you know, it's one thing to sit here and be like the national media where you got to try to jam a square peg in a round hole. It's another thing when you have to do this. And I, I tell you guys this all the time. I'm not a fortune teller. What I do is I see what's going on currently. I don't know, Darius Slay, the Hertz move panned out. You're $50 million next this year under the salary cap. Get three ones. Get 11 draft choices. Your team made the postseason. You were right on the quarterback. You were right on the coach. I don't know, man. I mean, look, I know it's fashionable to bang on the guy. But I just laid out to you any any wet dream for a executive in the NFL. Les Snead, Kevin Demoff, all these guys would love to have a record like that and turning something around. Let's bring John in now and get his thoughts. And, John, I just laid it out here for you a little bit when it comes to um, – you know, the year that Howie Roseman has had, I know that you've had a gone 
you know, a couple back and forths with some people on social media, but I laid it <laughs> out for you here, man. I got to tell you, Johnny's had a pre- and the Darius Slay move. I mean, the whole thing is panned out. That's why you're saying he's top five, no? Yeah, I mean, it's not only that, Dan. It's not about one season. It's about sort of his history as a general manager. And I think, you know, there's two different debates here. And one, for people that don't understand the enormity of the job and boil it down to talent evaluation only, don't understand. I mean, to be perfectly honest, you know. So we talk about Jeff Stoutland, who's often lionized around the league and, and talked about uh, about his ability to develop offensive linemen. Well, guess who hired Jeff Stoutland? Guess who kept Jeff Stoutland from going back to Alabama? That's Howie Roseman. That's an instance. You mentioned uh, the salary uh, cap, being able to extend the 2018 draft pick, which all of a sudden looks great. Jordan Mailata, Avante Maddox, Josh Sweat, players like that. Um, trades you mentioned turning that number six pick into Devontae Smith and another first round pick um, that's part of it so um, and, and then look it's bottom line business nobody knows that better than you who played in the league so what's the bottom line in this league four playoff appearances in 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 five years so seven teams have done that right it's a 32 team league seven teams have done that that's less than 25 percent that tells me he's pretty good at his job again everything is contextual you can take one pick and say wow this team really blew it with justin jefferson stipulated they certainly did um, Jalen Rager looks like he can't play, unfortunately, in the NFL at this stage. Justin Jefferson looks like he's on the way to a Hall of Fame career. But guess what? Black Monday's coming. Guess who's going to get fired? Mike Zimmer's going to get fired. Rick Spielman might get fired. We we don't know. We'll see. If, if the Vikings could trade Justin Jefferson today for the Eagles front office, they would do it. Uh so if it makes people feel better because they dislike Howie Roseman personally, I'll put it in an in, in easier way for them to take it. The Eagles have one of the best five front offices in football. I, and, and this year is definitely showing that out. And like you said, even going back five years and how they've laid the blueprint for this thing here, and this could be one of the most important off-seasons, and you're retooling it, John. <clears throat> on the fly, one last question, though, on a mentality that Howie has before we get into Saturday's game. Is he more apt, in your opinion? And again, I know you don't have – or maybe you do have some insight into this, but you got three ones. You think they're leaning to using those three ones, or do you think they're use, looking to parlay those three ones? Maybe, you know, use one of them and then trade back to create four ones. You know what I'm saying? Over the next couple of years, yeah, I, that they yeah, have multiple exactly. picks. I, I'd be very surprised if they took all three of those first-round picks this year. Um, you know, I expect them to use two of them. I, I would expect them to probably try to spin off, get an extra first-round pick in 2023, and then who knows? You know, I often say – you know, Jalen Hurts has, has, I think, outperformed what most people have expected at the quarterback position. And I've, I've always thought this is an easier decision for the Eagles than people realize. 
And their, um, their sort of thought process is, if we can do better, we'll do better. If we can't, we won't. And we're happy with Jalen Hurts. But the point by that is, look, if Russell Wilson wakes up tomorrow and says, I want to play in Philadelphia, you got to pull the trigger. If Aaron Rodgers wakes up tomorrow and says, I want to play in Philadelphia, it's not going to happen, but you got to pull the trigger. Deshaun Watson, if he clears up his legal issues, you got to pull the trigger. Um, other than that, this is not the year to be looking for a quarterback in the draft. There's no law that says a so-called bridge quarterback has to be a bridge for one year. It could be two years. It could be three years. It could be four years. You get better when you can get better. If the Eagles can get better, they will. If they can't, they won't. John, the game plan for Saturday, um, I'm finding out that I think Dallas is going to try to go like maybe a half or no, and it's like up in the air after that. I kind of find it hard to believe that the Cowboys, and it's hard for them because here, here's why they're going to be in a position to try to win the game because they're playing Saturday, John, and some of the other teams are going to be fighting still for positioning when it comes to the playoff picture. So they really don't know, and they still have a shot at being the two-hole. Um, so for them, I would think that they're going to probably play their players a little bit more than maybe what the Eagles will do. I think the Eagles are in the seven hole right now. They have a shot at getting to the five hole if things play out, if I'm not mistaken, maybe six. Um, how, do, how do you see the Eagles playing this game on Saturday? Yeah, the Eagles have a chance to go to six. They can't right. go any higher than that. So, And it's very unlikely um, – the, the Cowboys, as you mentioned, if the stars align, can go all the way up to number two. But that's very unlikely for them. Uh, so both are kind of in the same sort of circumstance. There is seating position, but you don't control your own destin- destiny. In other words, if the Cowboys could get the second seed just by winning this game, well, they're going to play to win the game, but they can't, and they can't control what other teams do. So I think it becomes less important. The Eagles, same thing. Um, and for that reason, I think both teams aren't going to play their starters for a majority of the game. I think Jerry Jones earlier in the week was a little emotional when he said he wanted his guys to play um, after the poor performance against Arizona. I think they've come to grips with the realization that it's not worth it. And today, just re- within the hour, uh, they announced Trevon Diggs, J. Ron Kirst, Tony Pollard aren't even going to travel with the team to Philadelphia. So they've all been ruled out. They put Teron Smith, Anthony Brown, Micah Parsons on the COVID list. And remember, they didn't do what the Eagles did. They didn't have these guys test on Monday. So, if you fail and you test positive, you can get back for the game. So essentially, more likely than not, they're ruled out. So I think they've kind of come to the realization that it's probably not worth it. Uh, and I think both teams, I think it's going to be, I think you're going to see a lot of Gardner Minshew and Cooper Rush, to be honest. Like a fifth game in the postseason or a preseason, right? That's what we're going to kind of. Yeah, well, a it's bit. a little bit different because the difference is, Dan, you don't have 80 or 90 guys. So <laughs> you, some guys got to play. Some guys got to play. Absolutely. I'm going to throw some numbers at you here, John, on Jalen here. And it's funny. I could get Chris Sims on or Jimmy Johnson or I can get on um, Ross Tucker or whomever. 
And there's such a wide swing in how people look at Jalen Hurts. He's 28th in passing yards. He's 26th in completion percentage. He won nine games. He's an alternate to the Pro Bowl. He's made it to the postseason with his team in his first year starting. His season, how do you see his season? And how do you see it maybe even just rub the crystal ball a little bit after this season with him? What do you think he's done to the front office and how they look at him? Do you think they're sold on him and he's passed the audition? I I think he's passed the audition, and I don't think they're necessarily sold on him, uh, you know, for the next 10 years, we always say. Um, nothing lasts forever in this league, certainly. So I, I think those two things aren't mutually exclusive. So I think he's overachieved. But I do think you have to realize – Look, this team shifted gears when they were two and five, and they shifted gears to protect the quarterback. In other words, they went run heavy. They they thought they were putting too much on the plate of Jalen Hurts, and turns out they were. Turns out what they did uh, put together this very unique offense, uh, certainly in the modern NFL, uh, which is based on sort of the plus one in the running game, based on a great offensive line. Um, so, you know, I was talking to Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated recently, and I, I thought he brought up an interesting point because he used the term unique and I used the term unique to describe it. So he was interested and I asked him and he said, um, you, you know, you, you can't prepare for this typically as an NFL team because nobody else does it. So you can't, in other words, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you can't justify spending all this time trying to figure out what the Eagles are trying to do because nobody else does it. It's it's similar to Navy or Georgia Tech at the yeah, college level. That's so right. You got A one triple week, option. Yeah. You got one week to prepare for it. Yeah. And sometimes, even though you're more talented, you look like you know what trying to defend it because you don't know what's happening, where it's coming from. So it's a little bit of that when it comes to the Eagles. But I, I tell people to kind of tap the brake for this reason, Dan. You don't scale back the offense if you have Justin Herbert. You don't scale back the offense if you have Joe Burrow. So that, to me, is the difference. And they scale back the offense. So you also have to be realistic and say, hey, the kid's still improving. Uh, he's got a chance to be a really good quarterback in this league. But if you start talking about Never mind the Rodgers and the Bradys and, and the guys who are already there, but the good young quarterbacks, you know, the Chargers aren't waking up tomorrow and saying, we got to protect Justin Herbert. The Bengals aren't waking up and saying, we got to protect Joe Burrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Two last questions here for you, John. Um, you know, we're always talking about Jalen Hurts being the future or whether or not he is. And, you know, do you give him two years, one year? Is Sirianni the future here? Do you think he's the future? Do you think he's the guy that they're looking at now and going like this? Because let's not let's let's take just recent history in the NFL. Matt Nagy won the NFL Coach of the Year award two years ago, and now he's most likely going to be fired on Black Monday. Okay, so it can turn on you in five seconds. People are looking at one eye now with Kyle Shanahan. You know, outside of Jimmy Garoppolo starting, it hasn't been a lot of winning in San Francisco. So, I mean, this the world turns crazy in the NFL. 
How do you think the Eagles look at Nick Sirianni in his first year? Well, I think he's had a great first year. I think um, he's the best rookie head coach in this class. I think he's better than Brandon Staley. Um, certainly when you come to his introductory press conference still today, you know, a lot of people thought he was the punchline. Now he looks like the future. But, hey, we're in Philadelphia, man. Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl, and he's out a couple of years later. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be the guy for 10 years because things can turn on you quickly. I, I said, you know, when Doug won, I said, all right, lifetime dispensation card. <laughs> lifetime turned out to be three years. Um, but, it, but John, that is a lifetime in the NFL almost well, nowadays. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know. And and by the way, I still think they shouldn't have fired Doug Peterson, but Great. that's that's a that's a separate discussion, um, I think. But that shows, you know, as Jeffrey Glory has sort of aged as an NFL owner, and he's owned this team for a quarter century. He was very patient at the beginning, in sort of the second half of his ownership era, he's become much less patient. And he's not as willing to to wait through the growing pains or, you know, because sports in the NFL is very cyclical in its nature. No matter how good you are, if you're Bill Belichick, as you saw last year, you're going to have a bad season because you're not going to have the talent and you're not going to have the ability to pull things off. But with the great coaches and you saw it with Andy Reid here and going to Kansas City. If you stick with them, probably the best example of this is Bill Cowher. They wanted him out of Pittsburgh. Can't win the big one, can't win the big one, can't win the big one, right up until he won the big one and, and won the Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin's going through a similar thing with the Steelers. But um, people are very impatient nowadays, and that includes Jeffrey Lord. Finally here, um, MVP of the team this season. Who would you pick? Oh, that's a good question. MVP of the team. Uh, boy, you would almost have to go Jalen Hurts. But How about you know, Kelsey? Quarter, it, yeah, I mean, the offensive line is the strength of the team. Um, and as good as Jason Kelsey is, and he's great, and I think he goes to the Hall of Fame. He should go to the Hall of Fame. You know, I think he's there <laughs> – I think he's their third best offensive lineman right now. I think <laughs> Lane Johnson is is playing at a high level. I think Jordan Mailata is amazingly. I don't know if he can be the MVP playing offensive line. That's the only reason. Darius Slay. I mean, if you ask me who's the best pure football player on the Eagles, I'm going to say Darius Slay or, or Lane Johnson this year. This year. Um and that includes, you know, the three games Lane missed. But since he's come back, he's been so dominant, it's almost ridiculous. Um, but you don't have the control over the game as a quarterback. So when people talk about MVP, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, no, I'm sorry. You, you got to pick Rodgers. You got to pick Brady, whoever. You know, if you're Hub Arkish, you, you know most valuable vaccinated player, whatever, pick Tom Brady. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. You know, Way to sneak that in there, John. Yeah, It's boring. It's boring, but you could go MVP Aaron Rodgers, defensive player of the year Aaron Donald, 
coach of the year, Bill Belichick, but people like to change it up, man. They like, yeah, to no, I like up. most valuable person to a team. I, I don't know when you're talking player to me, there's this guy here, the impact of leadership and everything that people well, leadership. Who does yeah, the guy, Kelsey. who does the guy that people look to when it's two minutes left in a football game and things are not going great. Who's that well, one that's guy to be the quarterback. That's gotta be the quarterback. You're hoping, you know, one thing about Jalen Hurts. You think they looked at Carson Wentz with two minutes left in a ball game in no, Indy? No. That's the thing about Jalen Hurts. And you know this. Usually with young quarterbacks, and, and I'll use Herbert again and Burrow, because to me they're the two best young quarterbacks. And Herbert specifically, you know he has the talent to play at this level. You can just see it. Oh, yeah. But you don't know about the other stuff. You don't know about the leadership the intangibles with Jalen hurts. It's, it's completely the opposite. Like he's got everything you want as far as people gravitate towards him. He's got this unbelievable work ethic. Um, he's a, he's a leader uh, on and off the field, but does he have that top tier talent? Usually it's the opposite with young quarterbacks. And, and he has all the intangible stuff and you just have to see if he can develop into a uh, the type of passer that could win a 35-30 game. Absolutely. I can't wait to see what the playoffs bring and how this thing plays out this 2021-2022 uh, season with the Eagles and what they do going forward. John, it's always a privilege to get you on. I know you work your ass off for our network, and uh, thank you so much for finding time for me, brother. Hey, thanks, Dan. Anytime. Appreciate it, man. You got it. That is John McMullen. And catch him at Birds 365 in the morning. Do me a favor, guys. Hit the like button. I want to hit on Eagles and Cowboys. I know for the fans it sucks a little bit. I'll explain how you could turn this bad puppy into a positive instead of it just looking like the fifth exhibition game of the season. We'll do it next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Coat Check. A cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Rousey's Coat Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show, Dan Silio. Please hit the like button, guys. Killed it again in the first hour here. We appreciate it. We got another hour coming up with all of you. We got a whole boatload of stuff on this football Friday. As a fan, weren't you guys led to believe that the 18th week, 17th NFL game was going to lead to more exciting football? Why do I feel like I'm going into the final weeks of an NBA season where everybody just tanks and no one gives a shit about playing? Should a Cowboy-Eagle game ever not matter? Well, we're not going to really play, you know, you know, hard this weekend. Or we're going to play hard, but we're not going to play our guys. Eagle-Cowboy week? You disrespect that rivalry when you do that. Meaning, you disrespect the fans. It's almost like the NFL is tone deaf to this. What about the Eagle fans? What about the Philadelphia fans? Who have fought all year long, have died every week with this team, going from 2-5 and five and then ended up winning nine ball games. You're being told this game doesn't give a shit to anybody at Park Avenue. Right? I hate that, man. I I was told that this was supposed to help the NFL have a more competitive league. It was going to be something that the fans would enjoy. Players would make a little extra money. And yet I'm going into Saturday's game, Eagles and Cowboys, feeling like it's the fifth exhibition game in the preseason. I completely hate that. Right? Pierce says, imagine paying money for those tickets. Why would you, man? Hey, I would never tell anybody not to go and experience a fabulous time at a ball game. But you're being told the NFL doesn't give a shit about this Eagles and Cowboys game. Why should you? Hard for you not to. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying the league's got a different idea of what this game means than you do. I guess also where I'm going is, is that I was led to believe that this game was going to matter and that these final weeks were going to matter. There's really only two games that matter, right? Rams and 49ers, and I think it's Raiders. It's Raiders and Chargers, right? Am I right when I say that? There's really only two games that kind of matter when it comes to playoff seeding. 
Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Saints are still alive in the NFC. Armand says, league all about money. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just like, God, so this is the second year in a row, Eagle fans, that your final game in the regular season, they're telling you in the Eagle front office it doesn't give a shit who what happens in this thing. Might as well put Sudfeld. Oh, wait, he's not on the team anymore. Okay, put Gardner in. That really sucks, man. Okay, because you know why? It hasn't felt like Cowboy Week, has it? Okay? King says, I think it's crazy that there's a thought not playing your guys, especially after they beat us earlier in the year. Hell with the playoffs. Okay? That's right, bro. You're dead right, Matthew. So you get to kick the shit out of me on a Monday night, and I can't do anything about it? Because, oh, wait, the game doesn't matter? That sucks, dude. I'll tell you what, that'd be like going like this. Hey, look, I know this guy beat you in a fist fight, but you know what? The second fight, don't fight him back hard. We'll worry about that down the road if you guys match up again in the postseason. Be like, I'm going to go fuck that guy up right now, man. Are you kidding me? I'm going to get my justice on him. It's almost like you don't get your justice on the Cowboys. They beat up an inexperienced Eagle football team. This year has gained the Eagles so much experience at the quarterback, the coaching, defense, offense. It's a different football team. But you're not going to get a chance to display that. Kind of has to make you angry. Big Chris says playoff vibe takes care of all that. Okay, so next week we'll feel better about it. So this week you're going to do a layup on Saturday, right? William, thanks for coming aboard, brother. You know, and, and, and listen, I get it, man. And, and by the way, I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't sit some guys that are banged up going into Saturday's game. John, I'm with you, man. It's just, it just, I think it sucks for you guys, and maybe more so than ever. You know, maybe because, look, you know, I'm behind the mic. I used to be in front of the mic, you know, a little bit, you know, and having played it, now covering it, and then having the ability to talk to people. Maybe when I was younger and I was 22. I didn't see that part of it. Hey, I need some rest here, man. We got the playoffs coming up. I'm banged up. My knee's still a little. So I maybe if they sit me in the second and third or in the third and fourth, I'm good. You know, not really thinking that the fans show up each and every single week dying with the team, especially in a team in a city like Cleveland and Boston and in Philly. That ain't cool, man. But I get it. You know what you're saying? Hey. Okay, let's let's get the Rams or the Buccaneers. Whoever we get a chance to play in the opening round, let's just go to battle. Let's go play 60. I get it. And 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 I would have to think this. See, I think what's also happened here, I think a lot of people are looking at this and going like this. Hey, we're playing with house money now. Okay? Benson says, I hope he beat the Cowboys. It's a pity it's not. With the same energy. I feel you, brother. Jeff says, what up, Big Sills? Eagle Nation. Right? Like it. Here are my MVPs for the National Football League. By the way, I'm also on a panel for that. As I told you yesterday, I am on the Hall of Fame panel that is asked my opinion. You heard Jason Cole say that yesterday. 
I also am on a panel that is for the most valuable player award. And I wrote my five guys down this morning and I sent it in to the 35 voters. I would never send out a text message that piece of shit, Hub Arkash. I, I, I even deleted him out of my phone. Honestly, I am never going to ever correspond with that guy again. Ever correspond with that. Okay. Okay. Good. To, even, even John was on it. John threw a nice little, you see that subtle thing John threw in there during the interview we had. I seriously, I, I talked to all these people and I used to talk to hub, but by the way, he's horrible on the radio. Here's my five that I threw out for you. This is how I see it playing out. Number five, I got Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's changed the entire culture around in Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow's done a spectacular job. I think Joe Burrow has shown everybody he's a little bit blown up of a version of what Mac Jones was when he was in college when he said he had so much talent around him. From now on, Mac Jones and Joe Burrow showed you just because you play with great talent doesn't mean that you're not a great player too. Someone's got to get those guys the football. So I got Joe Burrow there at number five. And by the way, I think the Bengals are going to be a force unless catastrophic injuries hit that franchise. Cincinnati's going to be around a bit. At number four, I've got Cooper Cup. I think you have to have a performance on what he's done this year in the top five. I think Cooper Cup, I never vote for a wide receiver to win the award, but I think you have to recognize his impact of what he's had. There's no question. It just shows you when you have a good signal caller and a guy that can get you the football, the kind of numbers you can produce. Okay, there's no doubt. Don't you think that Devontae Smith's numbers, if he had Matthew Stafford in Philadelphia, don't you think that Devontae Smith would be nearing Jamar Chase numbers? I do. But because you have a guy that's ranked 28th in passing yards and you really don't have a very good wide receiving core and you have a quarterback that's not as accurate as it needs to be when you're talking about big numbers like Cooper Cup has got, those numbers are going to suffer. Devontae would have, my opinion, if he had Matthew Stafford, Devontae Smith's numbers would be 87 catches, 1,100 yards, and probably seven touchdowns. Okay, so what he's done with the 28th-ranked quarterback in passing yards is pretty remarkable, actually, especially when they're not building the football team around a passing game. I got Brady at three. I think Tom Brady's had a great year. 12 interceptions and the turnovers kind of bugged me. I think 15 in total. There's been a couple pick sixes. But Brady's record this year is better than it was a year ago. Some of his numbers are even better. He's done it with a receiving core that's been in and out of the MASH unit. The whole A-B story here at the end has completely been a distraction to the football team. Gronk's missed quite a few games. Mike Evans has, and they miss Godwin, Godwin now. And Brady's had a hell of a year. So I got Tom at three. Two, I got Jonathan Taylor. Again, like Cooper Cup, you've got to put a performance into perspective. There's no way the Indianapolis Colts are going to the postseason or being a postseason contender 
but just on the arm of Carson Wentz. That wasn't happening. And for the record, if Jonathan Taylor's not on the Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz is still in Philly or somewhere else. He had to go to a team like that that was relying more on the O-line and on defensive play. That's how they're winning ball games. I would say this, Carson Wentz is being utilized the same way that Ryan Tannehill's being used in Tennessee. And Jonathan Taylor has been an enormous, enormous, enormous impact on that offense. Johnny D, he is balling out. He's killing it. Number one, I got Aaron Rodgers. It's not close. 39 ball games he's won in two years, or three years. Two NFC title games. Could he make it a third? Probably. He's got four picks. This guy has four interceptions. Do you know in 17 years he hasn't thrown 100 interceptions yet? 17 years. This guy's thrown over 440 touchdowns with under 100 interceptions. I want you to have that sink in on how insane that is. I mean, this guy's this guy has thrown single digit interceptions for 17 years. It's unbelievable. He is the greatest thrower of the football that has ever lived. Burrow Cup Brady, Taylor, Rogers. All right, guys, hit the like button. Hour two starting up. I want to tell you flat out. Cowboys and Eagles, how I see it playing out, the inactives, people sitting, COVID. I'll tell you what I see happening on Saturday night. You keep it here. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team also experience Krause's Coaching, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coaching here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. I'll show you, boy, big show. You know, I'm not much on making political statements. I want to get to Wentz versus Jalen here in a second. Eagles and Cowboys, but I'm not much for doing that political stuff because I don't give a shit what your politics is. Okay? I don't care. I don't care what your religion is. I don't give a shit about any of that. It's not my concern. You're never going to hear me, hey, what's your religion? <laughs> hey, what's your political belief on Trump or Biden? I don't give a shit. I, I, I clearly don't. So don't tell me anything about yours. But the only thing I do have a problem with, and this is related to sports. So where's cancel culture when you need it? Where's cancel culture? Why are we sending a team to Beijing for the Winter Olympics? When that government kills people, puts people in concentration camps, Nike and NBC and all these other credit card companies are silent on this. By the way, this is no indictment on the people that live in China. Nothing to do with them. Freedom fighters that are there, they swing American flags. You ever watch that stuff when you get a chance to see it? People there, hardworking Chinese nationals, and I have no, I, I, I don't know how they live their life. And so I'm not going to cast an opinion on how they live their life. But to me, when you got an oppressed government like that, why are we allowing Beijing to use this as a centerpiece to show their country off when we all know all the question marks about that country over the last two years? The NBA does business, Nike does business, and all these major American companies are quiet. But yet when it came to the companies in America, when they found out they were supporting Trump, what did they do? They put you on some list on social media. They rolled you. They were trying to boycott you from doing it. And to me, if you're going to be fair to a process – if you think somebody's a bad dude or a country's a bad country, you should fucking be fair to everything. Not because it fits an agenda or a narrative. Why are we sending a United States Olympic team to Beijing? Hey, I get the fact these athletes have struggled and worked their ass off to get where they are, and you get it only every four years. I feel for you. It's just ridiculous, man. Where are all these companies? Where's NBC? Where's all these people that need to 
stand up for people that are being put in concentration camps and the Muslims are being murdered by the Chinese government. And yet the NBA says nothing. It's enough on it. Just doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> hey, like I said, I'm not much on political speeches, but if you're going to try to cancel people who are backing uh, Republicans and you are going to try to boycott them, why aren't you boycotting these companies that are supporting the Chinese government? Again, I want to make sure that I underline this. This has nothing to do with my comments about the Chinese nationals that live there, work hard, support their families, put food on the table. Let's move on here. Um, we have had a hell of a debate. By the way, Fredo Wentz, I've learned one thing about you guys. Okay? I've learned one thing about you guys. You're not Carson Wentz fans. And Wait a minute. I'll take it back. You don't like how the guy carries himself. I got that. You don't like how the guy carries himself. Think he's a, how about this? You think he's a loser. You think he's a loser how he carries himself. Who's had a better year this year? Who proved more? Who proved more this year, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? I think this is a great question. I'm writing down some thoughts here as you guys throw it out here now. Who has proved more this year? Both had a lot of question marks. Okay? Both did. Both had to overcome a lot of negative comments and narratives about their play. Okay? What a tough question. Carson is too thin-skinned. Big Chris, gotcha. Sydney says soft. Hurts definitely proved himself more. That dude. I love that handle, by the way. I love that handle. This is a tough question. Oh, by the way, guys, if you're new to the program, please hit the like button. And if you haven't already, please hit it. Smash that like button. I love that. Hertz took a 4 and 11 team to 9 and 7. Went took over an 11 and 5 team and went 9 and 7. I haven't watched Wentz this year. Hertz developed says Yale. Tony, thanks for coming aboard brother on this football Friday. Eric Wentz proved he'll never carry a team. Philly 559 I bought an 11 jersey. That's why I'm mad that he quit on us. George says, hey, Carson could have been the guy if he wasn't a puss bag like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, he's still in your city? How? Wow. That must be a disgrace every time he puts that sick. Can I tell you something, guys? And as we, you know, go into 2022, every day that guy wears a Sixer jersey, 
I may start coming out on my show, start saying this. Why is he in your city? I'd rather have Jalen Rager. At least there's some type of effort. At least he kind of cares. This guy, Ben Simmons, is got a personality like Manny Ramirez, and yet he's nowhere the producer and puts the production that Manny put out. You know, I'll tolerate Manny Ramirez. Manny's going to hit you 45 homers and drive you in 137 RBIs and hit you 315. And you're going to go like this. Well, the guy's a flake, but, you know, he's great. Okay? A guy like Simmons, this guy here, man, he's looking to pass the ball. He doesn't want to take shots. He's horrific at free throws. This guy's got a chicken wing shot. And of all things, he's soft mentally. Wentz has, Wentz has Jonathan Taylor. Take the name and one off and you got Hurts' jersey. <laughs> Jalen's composure is unreal, says Nick. Simmons should be kicked out of the NBA. No, are you kidding me, Matt Hatter? Simmons is the poster child for the NBA. You kidding me? They love that kind of mentality. Look at what James Harden did. That guy ate his ass out of Houston, threw a bitch. Had a little tiff. Now he's with Brooklyn and his boy, KD. Poster childs. Big Dan went signed a $130 million contract. Hurts in his year two and was a second rounder. Next question. <laughs> Easy, Xander. <laughs> Maybe Wentz wanted Justin Jefferson, too. And that was the last straw. Big fish, little boat, like my grandpa. Big fishes, big lobster pots, little boat. That's what we had, me and my pop. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that, though, man. I was a lobster man on Long Island Sound with my Italian grandfather. Every single from, let me see, we started doing it in... April, and we would go all the way to November, lobstering. Whew. That shit hard, man. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, Nets going to win it all. We'll see. But those three lunatics and a guy who plays like, who's got a Roger Clemens deal? Kyrie Irving's got a Roger Clemens deal. Yeah, you know, I'll only play on the road. <laughs> Clemens' deal was what? He only play a Yankee, right? Well, Brady stepped out. After no weapons. Oh, man. Hey, lobster. Absolutely, absolutely, man. No, my grandma. No, we. she stuffed them and uh, she baked them. We boiled them. Oh, God. I grew up on that stuff. I grew up on Italian. I grew up on scungeels and Italian meatballs and Italian spaghetti. Are you ready for some smash mouth football? Wentz was the league MVP before he got hurt in Los Angeles. One of the top three players in the league in 17, says James. Big fish, little boat. I take Kyrie over Ben Simmons. At least Kyrie can shoot. Hey, I'll make a point to you, big fish. Can you name me another player in the history of Mike Krzyzewski's Duke program that you would say was better than Kyrie Irving? And you want to know the caveat to that question? Played one game for him. Name me a better Duke player to ever play in the NBA over Kyrie Irving. You can't. 
Scallops, baby. Oof. Mm. I used to run 200. Oh, my God, Chris. You used to run 250 traps every day. So did we. So did we. Four on a string. Oh, my God, man. That thing was brutal lifting them up. My grandfather would lift them bastards up, man. He was a maniac, man. Grand Hill? You think Grand Hill's better than um, than Kyrie Irving? Grand Hill, Pistons Grand Hill, right, Smile? Not Orlando Magic and Phoenix Suns Grand Hill, right? You're talking like when he was with the, with Detroit before he had the uh, the big-time knee injury, then he missed all that time, Leitner. <laughs> yeah. Matt P., so people think that Grand Hill's better than Kyrie? Okay. Probably. It's pretty close. Shane Six says, look, I've watched most of Riggers' college games. Not sure what the scouting department saw in him. Dude is slow and had butterfingers. Dude, he was terrible. Kyrie won LeBron's last chip for him. He surely did. For sure, he's better. Okay. Okay. Think about that, though. Okay. Think about that. Those two players you're talking about, Grand Hill and Kyrie Irving as his two best players, the rest of them guys were kind of okay. I mean, Elton Brand wasn't superstar great. Christian Leitner, I know he was on the dream team, the original dream team, but how? I know they had to pick a college guy. That's how he got on that team, and he was the player of the year. The guy stunk in the pros. Hey, I mean, he stunk. He was a roll dude. Zion Williamson? Matt Hatter says Zion Williamson. Dude, I can't tell. The guy's always at the bagel shop or the donut shop, and he's always hurt. Could he be the most talented guy in the history of Duke basketball? Yeah. But, dude, you got to play. You can't show up for 20 games a year and say, well, that guy's a great player. I don't know. I'm talking NBA stars. Okay? Kyrie's got a ring, bro. Grant Hill doesn't. I mean, fat Zion? Dude, you know the worst thing you could possibly say to an athlete? Well, why isn't he good? Well, because he's too fat. That's lazy-minded. That's, a, that's like as bad as Carmelo Anthony. It's as bad as Carmelo. Never took care of his body. Didn't give a shit. Drafted in the same draft as LeBron. Look at the two. Who do you think came out of co- into that draft that year with more expectations? Carmelo won a national title at Cuse. Okay? Look at the three Olympic rings he's won. I mean, I don't know. Carmelo was supposed to be this ungodly player. I never really thought he lived up to anything. Chris is right. He's eating himself out of the league. Best big man in the league right now is Embiid. Sean Camp 2.0, right on, Eric. All right, let's get into Cowboys and Eagles. Look, there's a lot of dynamics that are going to go into this game, isn't there? Look what you have here. You're going to sit, guys. You got COVID, and you got injury. I look at it like this. I think the Eagles, if it's me, 
I think you play as hard as you possibly can. And I think you do things in this ball game that are going to represent, make it a exhibition game for yourself, but make it a warm-up game on how you're going to go about your next game. You need all the reps that you could possibly get because get this, here's the one thing about the Eagles that's different. John McMullen said this a couple minutes ago, guys. The one thing that the Eagles can't do, that the Jet, that the um, Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Packers can do, they're more versatile in their approach. Okay, Packers throw the ball, but they can run it. Bucks can throw it. They also can run it with Leonard Fournette. Rams, not so much can run the ball. They're a little bit more limited. I'd like to get the Rams in the opening round because I think they could beat that team. Personally, I think the Rams are soft, especially on defense. But see, the Eagles are not like that. I gave you those stats for a reason. Jalen Hurts is 28th in passing, 26th in completion percentage. You think all of a sudden you're going to get and you think you're going to show a team that's going to be a postseason team anything different in this final exhibition game here? that you're not going to do in the postseason, why change anything? You are a one-dimensional bully. Run the damn thing. Do all the things you're going to do in your opening round because you can't become something that you're not. I know the front office, and you guys are right. You say this all the time to me. Hey, the front office doesn't like the fact that they run the ball. The front office doesn't like the fact that they're 28th in passing yard. I get all that. I'm talking, hey, hey, that dude... I could have heard, I could have swore I heard it on um, Undisputed that he's 28th in passing yards. Teams are going to stack the box against the Eagles and say, Jalen, beat us with your arm. See, if they do do that, what you're doing, if they do stack the box, that means you got one-on-ones. I want that. He's a smart enough kid to see that. This is how Jalen wins the game. 20th? All right, that dude. I'll take your word on it. Okay? If they stack the box, Dallas Goddard's got to be a star. Okay? Dallas has got to be a Dallas Goddard's got to be a star. He's got to be a star. 20th confirmed. You okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for correcting. Rasul Robinson. Merrill Lynch. Add that to it. <laughs> Add that to it. If the Cowboys had our run game, dude, Philly 559. If the Cowboys had the Philadelphia Eagle run game, they'd be undefeated. Okay? They'd be undefeated. Eastside Monster, run the ball. That's what you're effective at. They're not a passing team. You're not going to all of a sudden show a potential playoff team something you're not. No one's going to buy it. If it's me, I run the ball and I show people, yes, folks, I think you, I think you guys have to look at it this way. I want you to stack the box. I want you to stack the box. Please stack the box. Then you help me become a multidimensional team. 
Okay? Yes. Make them. Dude, if you make them stack the box, they become a one-dimensional defense too. People don't look at it like that. Okay? They don't look at it like that. Well, that defense becomes one-dimensional. And, hey, by the way, can guys tell me this? Will Miles Sanders be ready for the playoff game? He's going to get another week, obviously, right? Is he going to be is he going to be ready to go not this weekend but the following weekend? Wouldn't shock me if the Eagles also had to play on Saturday playoffs. Be prepared for that. Now that you've been slated in as a Saturday game, you may get another Saturday game next week. Eric says not sure. Head <laughs> Chalk it up, Sports Philly. He better be. No ABs here? <laughs> no shit, man. You want me to sit out for COVID. Hey, you know what's funny, dude? I say this with all respect. You would want Miles Sanders to sit out for COVID, but you don't want him to sit out with a broken hand. <laughs> it just makes no sense. Guy's going to play with a broken hand. But if he's got some type of symptoms on COVID, you would sit him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how does that even remotely make sense to you? Yeah, I, I broke my hand. Oh, you going? Yeah. Oh, wait, you test positive. Yeah, but I'm not sick. I know, but you have to sit. What? <laughs> uh, I don't care about the damn sniffles. Get them out of it. <laughs> And let me take a time out on that one, all right? Let's do this, man. Hit the like button. Love you guys, man. I'll give you a prediction, too, what I think happens in this game on Saturday. We'll take a look at some of the other NFL games, too. Back to you guys in your comments. By the way, I do think Jalen's had a better year than – I want to close up that topic. I do think Jalen's had a better year than Carson Wentz. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team also experience Krause's Kochek, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Kochek here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. I always have to be careful when I go here. Tell me if I'm saying um, this reporter's name right. Mary Kay Cabot covers the Browns. Is that right? Brandon Whedon had a very interesting tweet about her. Now, let me ask you this in Philadelphia. Or if you're in a city that's a big-time sports city like Philly, Boston, or Pittsburgh, Chicago, one of them kind of places. Once they see a wounded animal like an athlete who's being kicked around by the fan base and national media and local media, do the witnesses, who I like to call sports writers, do they become wolves and do they just start making shit up all the time and start piling on? Do they start piling on, guys? See, I'm not a fan of piling on. Okay? I'm not a fan of piling on people. I'm I'm making an opinion about you. I'm not going to sit here and keep hammering that opinion because usually that's layup radio or layup TV. Okay? That means you're not very skilled at Topics, what you guys like, what we like, what we like to talk about. Matt Hatter says, yes. I think so just for a story. Okay? I love the Crasby-ass vet, too. I hated your carpet. Yale says yes to an extent. So this Mary Kay Cabot came out, and she – Put this story out. Brandon Whedon said it, too, who was there in Cleveland for a little bit. I believe he was drafted in the first round by the Browns. And he he basically gave you the indication that Mary Kay Cabot was making shit up about Baker Mayfield. Stephen A. Smith is a prime example on making stuff up and his racist comments. He, he, ne- he never held accountable for anything he says. Um. He gets raises, actually. So she's piling on Baker Mayfield now. Mayfield's had a bad year. I've said it. I don't think he's the future of that team. I think he's an average guy. Do I think he'll play in this league? I do. Is he a guy that's going to win a Super Bowl? I don't see it. He may prove me wrong, and when he does, if he does, I'll come out the same way I did with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a stud. When healthy. That was my issue with him. But that wasn't the only issue I had. I didn't think he could hit the broadside of a barn. 
ends up leading the NFL in touchdown passes, and then he ends up going on and winning the MVP award. Okay? The Mommy, great show. Glad I discovered you recently. Philly fan, sports for life. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's an honor to have you part of us. Blade says, Baker Mayfield. I agree, Dan. And listen, but that doesn't give these scribes or these assholes in the media the right to start piling on and lying. Mary Kay Cabot, to the football players, she's known as lying and adding to a narrative. Okay? Guy says up, she's up to her same old stuff. But you see, you know what happens in today's media? When you start going after people that are in the media, what happens? They protect their own. That's why they don't protect me. I'm not their own. I'm not part of that group. Not me. I am not a journalist. I'm a sports entertainer. I've been for 30 years plus. I never pretend that I'm a journalist. I don't want to me. If you called me a journalist, you might as well be telling me to go fuck myself. I think those people are lowlifes masquerading as journalists. I think they're, I think what Aaron Rodgers said, I think they're bums. Now, there's certain people that carry themselves. John McMullen carries himself with integrity. He does. John carries himself. I, I, believe me, I don't just put anybody on my program. I, I don't. John carries himself with integrity. Okay? Even if at times I don't have it, I want the guys who are on my show have it. Okay? You know what I mean? We both cannot not have it. You know what I, I mean? I got to have a balance on the other side there. Hey, Cilio's a lunatic, but he's not. You know what I mean? If you like that, Dan, I know. Yeah, but wait a minute, Kevin. You got people in the lamestream media that masquerade themselves as that every day, that they're so-called journalists, when you know they're not. I mean, look, Hannity and Don Lemon, those guys aren't journalists. Because they're talk show, you know, they're talk show guys. Not trying to be breaking news. Well, look, every time, every time you say breaking news, you're like, really? So what'd you hear? That's what I do. Okay. Chris is saying, starting to question J. Cole. J. Cole's a good man. J. Cole's a good man. But they're piling on Baker. Did they pile on Carson Wentz in Philly at the end? you guys pile on him because it's evident you did in my book you piled on him didn't you but see i think it's a little different okay <laughs> when will the dancilio bobble be available not sure oh hey jeff Okay, Jet, you guys don't miss a gosh dang thing, man. Adam says absolutely he deserved it. Why? Why did he deserve it? Hey, Mommy, thank you. I hope I'm talking to a chick. <laughs> How do I know? That's what my wife cured me of talking to people on Facebook and Twitter. Know this. So my wife goes like this. Real quick. So my wife goes like this. 
Wow, I see you getting a lot of um, requests on your Facebook. Yeah, she's really hot, isn't she? Yeah, she goes, how do you know that's not a 500-pound hairy dude scratching his nuts right now? What, what do you mean? You can do that? Yeah. I never, I never spoke to a, a person ever again or accepted anyone ever again. Oh, my God. Hey, I never accepted anything ever again. Just, you know, gigantic hands. And she's like, hey, Dan, how are you? My wife goes, really? Really? <laughs> hey, hey, Omar, yeah. She, my wife would go like this. Oh, yeah. She goes, how do you know you're talking to those people? How do you know they're not 500-pound fat asses and hair on their back and scratching their nuts all day? I, I, I don't. Oh, but you think they look like that chick that's on that cover? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. No wonder strippers took your money. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, man. Fly. Okay. So sometimes I'm a little late to the table. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's Baldy messing with you. Hey, keep that under your hat. My old lady's home. <laughs> Hey, keep that under your hat. How's my girl? Shut up, you mother. <laughs> so you guys piled on Carson Wentz, right? Why did you pile on Carson Wentz? I'll tell you if you were right to pile on him. Because they're piling on Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. 500-pound stripper. I've seen one before. Her name was Fanny Annie. She picked my friend Kevin Fagan up and almost almost killed him. She was 500 pounds. Google it. Fanny Annie. It was like some birthday party. I've never, hey, I've never seen anything like it. She was 6'6", and she was 500 pounds. And she picked my friend up, and he played for the 49ers for nine years, and she threw him into, like, the front row. And I was just, I was afraid. I was literally afraid. She started coming near me, and I, I started running. I ran. I ran. Google it. Fanny Annie. I, thought, I saw her eat 17 pizzas once. <laughs> right there at one sitting. That's <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> Self-entitled douche, Bobby says. Once was too sensitive. Fagan was awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Carson Wentz had one good year with the Eagles. That's what Jay says. He's soft like tissue paper. Jill's cute school of journal. Chris, you never let up, do you, man? <laughs> hey, did you did you did you harass did you harass Howard Eskin like that? Soft as tissue paper. It says these cookies. Andre the Giant's sister, man, she was enormous, Fanny Annie. 17 pies, quite an accomplishment. No shit, man. I couldn't believe it. Did Matthew's got it. You know why you guys were hard on, on, on Carson Wentz? Where it's different in Cleveland and what they're doing to Baker. You know what? The thin skin, okay. But you know what you guys didn't like about Wentz compared to Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield is an excuse machine. Wentz carried his emotions on his face and in his play. And in his attitude, 
the attitude is what made you guys pile on. It wasn't his lack of numbers or the turnovers or the sacks that attributed to more piling on, but it was the way he carried himself. You see, Baker Mayfield is an excuse machine, and it's okay to kind of pile on him a little bit because for him, okay, okay, so is it Kevin Stefanski supposedly now that there's a, there's a beef? He didn't have a very good relationship with Freddie Kitchens. He didn't have a very good relationship with Hugh Jackson. Eventually, it's got to be a Baker Mayfield thing. Yell says he bailed. Yahoo says the score will be Eagles 24, Cowboys 20. <laughs> Sydney says CNN. Most trusted. Hey, man, is that the Communist News Network? Is that what that means? I never really you know, knew what those letters meant. Danny wasn't lying. He was always hurt. Eskin a dope, not a genius. <laughs> Adam, you guys are really brutal, man. You really are. All right, man, let's give a prediction now. Let's do that. Hey, guys, do me a favor. Give me your prediction on what you think the score will be on Saturday. We'll do that next. Hit the like button. You guys have been awesome. This is the fastest show, man. I mean, this Football Friday. By the way, next week, you guys ready? Next week, Monday, Gary Cobb, Tuesday, Jay Glazer, David Hill, the creator of the creator of Fox NFL football, the guy who was instrumental in Fox Sports, one of the greatest producers of all time. Seth Joyner's gonna join us. Um, Merrill Reese is gonna join us, Tony Bruno's gonna join us next week. So we're gonna be ready for playoff football. It is going to be one packed week of playoff football. Hit the like button. Smash that bitch. What's your score? Cowboys, Eagles. We'll do it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Coachet, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coachet here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back National Football Show, Big Show. Big Z's got a topic here. I, you know what? I've never really asked the question to him whether or not he was a Wentz fan, or whether or not he started as a Wentz fan, then wasn't a Wentz fan, hated his attitude. When everything is said and done, were you a fan of him being with the Eagles, or were you not a fan at the end? Uh, I'm not a Wentz guy. I don't. I don't like Wentz. I'm. I'm not a fan of the way he, the way he held himself in Philly. He didn't hold up. I mean, he didn't held up when the pressure, when the pressure crunched on him. So I was never a fan of Wentz. I was happy to see him go. But I got a great topic about Jalen Hurts because let me shut off this notification. I got a great topic about Hurts because I think Philly. I think the front office. I think you, me. I think all this chatters are about to learn more about Hurts than they think in these playoff games. I watched him at Alabama and he was 26 and two, bro, as a starter in the SEC. He won a lot of football games. Alabama fans loved him. I was at the school when he was there. So parties, we loved the guy. He was 26 and two, but when push came to shove and it was playoff time and Kirby smart stacked the box and kept him contained, he got yanked in the national championship. I think he threw 20 yards in the first half yeah, so, so- a for Calvin Ridley. Look what Calvin Ridley did in the, that national championship. He was wide open in the end zone. Hurts missed him on a 15-yard out route. You okay. think Calvin would want to come here? But I, my point is, this is a high-pressure moment. The defenses are going to be collapsed on him. He's either going to sink or he's going to swim. And I think the reaction is going to be bigger than people think one way or the other. You so, you think, so you think, Xander, that the body of work that he's done this year will be overshadowed if this guy lays an egg in the postseason, I think it could. I think that very well could happen, and I think it's reasonable. Look, he put it. He put together a great body of work, but the kid's a winner. You're not gonna. It doesn't matter what you think of him. It, John has problems with his throwing ability. I listen to John every day on Bird Three Sixty Five. I get those problems. Even John says the kid's a winner. He's got intangibles that I've never seen before. He's a winner. He's gonna win football games, but when push comes to shove, like I said in the playoffs. They're going to game plan against him. So he's going to have to beat teams through the air, and that's obviously the big question. And I think we can all say, as good as he's been, as many games as he's won, one, I don't think we've answered that question yet. We haven't answered that bell. How about this, guys? Let's throw this off to you now here. Um, Big Z, I love the topic. Will it overshadow the body of work that he's put together this year? Because, again, he's right, critical moments here. The reason why he was pushed out of that starting gig at Alabama was because he believed, Nick Saban believed, 
that Tua Tuka Viola could make it happen where they could go on and win a national championship. Yeah. That was it. And here we are at the pro level, Dan. I don't even think Tua is that much better of a quarterback. Than I Dan. don't. I don't. But remember something, too. Then he was put back in in the Southeastern Conference championship game to bail out Tua Tuka Viola. So that's a testament to his intangibles. That's right. And then he goes and becomes a Heisman Trophy finalist um, at – Oklahoma, and he puts the team in the semifinals. Great show, Dano. You're Philly now. Now as you can't leave. Thank you very much. Agreed with Xander there. Kelsey will start, but probably won't play. Let me say this to you. I like that take because you're right. Postseason play, we always do this. When you look at a guy like Peyton Manning and you look at Peyton Manning's yearly numbers and you look at what he's done in the regular season versus what he has done in the postseason, you would look at a quarterback that's just a tick above 500 on a win percentage. His touchdowns are down. His completion percentage is down. His quarterback rating is down. When you look at Peyton Manning's postseason numbers compared to regular season. Now, did he live in the era? Did he live in the era of Brady? Absolutely. Same way Mickelson lived in the era of Tiger. So I get it. But you are gauged what Xander said. You are gauged by the moments and the moments are brighter in the postseason. Will it overshadow the work that he's done? I think it's I think possible. It's topic. I, think, I think he's gotten better as a passer. I'm not saying that, too. I, I do think he's gotten better. But, like, when he went to Oklahoma, he obviously threw the ball more. He threw for a bunch of yards. But, I mean, you're playing against Big 12 defenses. The whole field's wide open. And now the competition's better. Now you're at the NFL, like I said. Now you're at the top 14 teams in the playoffs here. I think the – I think – for example, everyone said it doesn't matter now what we do because Hertz is 23 and he's going to earn the job. But McMullen keeps cautioning everyone, look, if they can get that quarterback better, they're going to because I think that problem I'm talking about might be highlighted in the game that's to come. Absolutely. Big Chris, Hertz's legs and leadership and character is masking his arm and reading coverages. No, it won't. Not for me. I love the kid. Keith, I think one of the big things that people understand about the guy is that intangible about liking him, his character, his leadership. All of that is great. But again, I could take you to Aaron Rodgers. You think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest leader of all time? I don't. You think he's the most likable guy? I don't. You think he's got a great um, friendship kind of relationship with everybody on his team? I don't. You think he's really a great guy in the community? I don't, but you would never not want that guy on your football team. So all those intangibles that we talk about with Jalen, they're great to have. But at the end of the day, like Shannon Sharp says today, you got to win fucking games from the pocket, guys. Here's the thing: you can't keep sitting there thinking that you can't win games from the pocket. You're gonna have to eventually make plays. At to a certain level, though, Dan, the intangibles do matter. Look at Carson Wentz. We're all not dummies. We watch a lot of football. Carson Wentz is 6'5 with a massive arm. Anyone can say, yeah, that guy probably has a bigger upside as a quarterback passing in the NFL than Jalen Hurts does. He can't handle the big moment. He can't handle the playoffs. He could. He never has proven that he can. So that's go to, away from his skill set. Let's go to Des Cookies. Shouldn't the question then just be how many completions, percentage, and TDs does this kid have to throw in any given game to prove to people that he's the guy? Tom Brady got shut out. Anything can happen, okay? 
Absolutely. Anything can happen in the postseason. Situational play calling is going to be essential for Nick Sirianni. He's also going to be under the spotlight. You think Rodgers is 11-9 and in the playoffs in 17 years? Yes, he is. I get it. If you look at it since he won the Super Bowl, too, he may be just a tick above 500 in his record. Eddie says this. This dude, if he yeah, this was is, out- this is This is fair because he, he's gotten – he's what, six years – now he's 23. He started at Bama 18, five years. He's had five different, five different head coaches. That's a fair point, but I mean, what's your, what's Oh no. And, and, and you're looking at two different head football coaches in Philadelphia and you're looking at two different coordinators in Philadelphia. Fly says this once his only averages five passing yards more a game than hurts. Let me throw this at you here, fly. It's a different setup here now. Again, this is not going to be an offense where you're going to look to throw the ball 35 times a football game. That's not who they are. That's why the skill set guys on the Ys and Zs, the wide receivers, this team has been flawed when it comes to being put together here. If you're going to be a running attack football team, you need to have guys on the perimeter and knock the shit out of people in the run game. Do you know how much more improved the Philadelphia Eagle run game would be if you had a guy like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones in that wideouts? knocking guys, those free and strong safeties out and those linebackers out down the field. Why do you think forever and ever Baltimore was a tough, tough game for the Patriots every time they went up to Gillette? Those wide receivers were involved in their running attack. That's what J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was supposed to be. Yeah, right. Well, that guy's a big dude who can block. And you see him now, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's a great blocker. He gets a great block rating. So you want – ideally, that's the guy you want with, with hands who can catch the ball. But, all right, I got to dip out of here, Dan. Have a nice close to the gotcha, show. Gotcha, brother. Appreciate Enjoy it here, man. That's a good topic, though. He's right. Because the postseason, guys, think about it, okay? The postseason is where you make your legacy. Right? Guys, that's a – I think that's a – I think that's something that we have to use as a centerpiece here. Let's do this. Watch this. Alexander brings this point up, and I, I love it because you know why? The body of work during the regular season now gets him to this. You've graduated on show. Here, tell me it's fair. He's graduated on showing he's an NFL quarterback. Hell, Kirk Cousins has proven that, right? Jared Goff has proven that. Carson Wentz, to some extent, has proven that. But when does he prove his point that he becomes a championship quarterback? Russell Wilson's a championship quarterback. Rodgers, Brady, obviously. Brady's the outlier. I don't know if you ever want to compare anything to anything that that guy's ever done. It's not fair, actually. But you're right. Carson is at stage two. Can he play? Yes. Can he win games? Yes. Here's the third and final stage. Is he a championship quarterback? The fair comment is he was yanked at Alabama, lost his job. Hey, you know what else uh, Xander knows too? He was the Southeastern Conference Offensive Player of the Year. I think it was the SEC Player of the Year. And he was replaced. Saban replaced the Offensive Player of the Year in the SEC with a freshman. That takes a bunch of onions to do because every 
hey, if I was on that football team, you're sitting in a championship setting, your coach takes out the SEC player of the year, you're like this, wow, holy shit, how is this going to play? Guy throws a bomb and you're like, okay. <laughs> okay. So it's going to be highlighted more. I got the Eagles 24-20 over the Dallas Cowboys. And your boy Jalen Hurts wins his 10th ball game as a starting quarterback. How amazing is that? And you were 2-5. And, <laughs> and you finished a 10-win team. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. We have a power-packed week next week. I can't wait. By the way, follow me over on Twitter. If you haven't followed me yet, please hit the follow. Thank you very much, man. Um, it's going to be a great weekend. Then we got playoff week next week. It's going to be ramped up for the NFL playoffs. I cannot wait. I can't thank you enough for coming aboard. Please hit the like button, guys. You guys have been just unbelievable. The last month, guys, we're killing it. We're just absolutely killing it. Fantastic stuff. I want to thank John McMullen for coming on. By the way, if you missed any of that, go back and watch it, share it, like it. Till tomorrow, till Monday, I should say, four to six. Have a great weekend. Playoff start. Again, Eagles 24-20 over the Cowboys. And we'll see you on the flip side. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.